Subjugation is liberation. Contradiction is truth. Those are the facts of this world. And you will all surrender to them. You pigs in human clothing! Started that twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, melting the minds of those in the mainstream media. I am Dean Ledwig, broadcasting from my bunker deep in the heart of Covidistan. And with me, as always, I'm Scott Dunlop, reporting from an abandoned missile silo in Lukatbach, Texas, and come and get some. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's a very Texas thing to say. Yep. Come so, get you some. Come get it. <laughs> and to start it off right, here we go with the Wheel of Genders. Let's do it. I think it's fixed now. All right, so let's see what I got here. I am a dirty t-shirt today, so that's what I'm going to identify as. Okay, a dirty you are a dirty t-shirt. I am a pair of Converse Leather high tops, circa 1987. Ooh, we're going with a clothing theme oh, yeah. today. I guess so. Yeah, cool. We'll start off with the news. Starting out with, uh, you know, some Second Amendment stuff. Kyle Rittenhouse lawyers seek mistrial as judge upbraids prosecution. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Upbraid? Upbraid? Yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea either. That's one of those legal words. Yeah. The murder case against Kyle Rittenhouse was thrown into jeopardy Wednesday when his lawyers asked for a mistrial over what appeared to be an out-of-bounds question Rittenhouse by chief prosecutor. The judge did not immediately rule on the request and is allowing the trial to continue. Now, I heard some of this testimony, mm -hmm. and the guy that he shot in the arm who had the, the pistol. Right. Now... I heard that that guy was one, a felon, shouldn't have had a pistol. But the way that it was portrayed on the news is that his permit lapsed. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't have a permit if you're a felon. No, you can't. And not to mention, isn't one of the guys, I'm not sure if it's that one, but one of them, um, just had like three DUI and failed to breathalyze and and various other charges completely vanish three days before the trial started oh huh <laughs> prosecutor prosecutorial misconduct can yeah. you say that well and and the guy who uh testified that was shot that had the pistol he said he was going for him yes well i like i heard you know some of the testimony i mean the prosecutor was was asking uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, asking him about this, and he said, why did you pull your gun on the guy? And he said, well, because the guy was pointing a gun at me, so that scared me, made me fear for my life, and I pulled my gun and shot. Mm -hmm. And then the prosecutor <laughs> said something to the effect of, well, when you raise your rifle to shoot him, don't you think that scared him too and made him want to shoot? Yeah, that's something. What? That's some of that moronic double speak. That's that is, like, uh, that's that takes 
uh, serious news speak dictionary. Well, di- it's like, did you not just hear what I said before? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what's good for the goose, you know? <laughs> well, he felt his life was threatened. His life was not threatened. Uh, when he pulled the gun on on Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is ridiculous. This is going to get thrown out. This is it so is. stupid. Is. This is a lot of what's going on now. You see footage on the news about what actually happened, and they're telling you something completely different. Yeah. It's total gaslighting. Well, I mean, up until recently, there was barely any talk about somebody pulling a gun on him. You know, it was all about a skateboard. Mm-hmm. Somebody swung a skateboard at him. Yeah, what? they... They uh, tried that on CNN when it first happened. They said the guy had a cell phone in his hand, yeah. and, the, and the picture clearly showed that it was a gun. Well, yeah, of course. But, yeah. you know, the media has to, you know, run with their narrative. Yeah. Well, the, the fact of the matter is they, they look at this kid as a future Trump supporter, yeah. or a future Republican, yeah. however that is, so they must try to crush him. Yeah, of course. They got to do everything they can to crush him and any of his ilk. Well, they try to crush the resistance to this new speak wokeness. And they're even talking about making woke, uh, calling somebody woke is racist. Yeah. Um, they're trying to make it a racial slur and, and which, okay. Uh, one, it has nothing to do with race. It's mostly describing middle-aged white women yeah. Um, and white kids. Yeah. That's that's the majority of this whole woke culture. Well, I guess we can put it in the category with spooky. <laughs> spooky. And now it'll be woke. You know, and then, well, and even if it does get considered a racial slur. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are a few racial slurs that you just don't say. Okay, I get it. But... If woke is now going to be considered a racial slur, so what? I'm still going to say it. Sensible people are starting to wake up, and they're not believing everything that that they hear on the news. There, there's a certain amount, and they're they're the people who need everything nerfed up, and yeah. they're not risk takers. They're risk adverse. They're the real followers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, so, they are. So they're risk adverse and they're not willing to take a chance and they need mommy and daddy government to take Mm -hmm. care of them. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones who are willing to give it up just so they can be, so they can be taken care of really. And, and then there's the other half of America that still has that American spirit, which is high risk, high reward, or at least give me the freedom to do what I want because that's why I live in this country. Yeah. If I wanted to be subjugated, I would move to China. And you know, that's what we're all about, freedom and liberty. Yeah. I don't need guardrails on my life. No. My choices are my own. Exactly. And if I suffer consequences due to those choices, well, okay. They were my choices. Absolutely. Well, what do you got now, Dean? Well, remember last week I talked about how um, the report came out that said if you had natural immunity to COVID, meaning mm-hmm. you've had COVID, developed the antibodies, and recovered from it. Yeah. That that was not as effective as the vaccination. That's what they were saying. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Um, oh, have they reversed the C- that? Well, the CDC was asked during the fall by a lawyer on behalf of the Informed Consent Action Network. Ooh, for document. Oh, the what? The Informed Consent Action Network. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I think it's an anti-mandate organization. Oh, okay. Uh, well, this lawyer was asking for documents for, from the CDC that reflect... Any documented cases of an individual who, one, never received a COVID-19 vaccine, two, was infected with COVID-19 once, recovered, and then later became infected again, or three, transmitted COVID-19 to another person when reinfected. Uh, Guess what? The Centers for Disease Control says it has no record of people who are naturally immune transmitting the virus that causes COVID-19. They have a lot of cases of people that are vaccinated transmitting COVID-19. They talk about it, you know, and they came out recently and said, well, it was never the intent of the vaccine to stop you from getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I heard about When a year ago it was, oh, no, our vaccine's 99% effective or 98% effective Against catching COVID-19. Yeah. And then it was 95% effective. And then it was 89% effective. And now they're saying after six months, after having the vaccine for six months, it's less than 40% effective. Well, you better get ready for your quarterly shots of mRNA gene therapy. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's funny that I have this friend and he had to go out of the country. And so he had to get vaccinated to go out of the country or else he would have quarantined. Mm -hmm. And he did. And this entire time, he, no problems, not even a cold. Right. He gets back and two weeks later, got got COVID, fully vaccinated. Wow. What do you know about that? That seems to be the case a lot lately. And I've been noticing a trend that the people who who are vaccinated Oh, seem to be getting COVID. Well, not only that, but they have uh, a multitude of adverse effects that go along with that. Well, let's just put that aside for a second. Right. So, you know, you heard the report on Ireland that they're, what, 98% yeah, vaccinated right. and still have one of the highest vaccination or have hospitalization. What, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I slipped it. I said vaccination. Okay. They they have uh, one of the highest per capita infection rates right. in the world, only mm-hmm. only second to somebody else. And they have a ninety nine percent vaccination rate. Yeah, yeah. So it makes you kind of wonder what happened. What happened to herd immunity at eighty percent? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think somebody got horn swoggled. Well, and herd immunity. Uh, kind of suggests that you would become immune. Immune means you would not catch it. Right. Uh, I'm thinking uh, they're using, either they're using a new speak dictionary or they're using those words wrong. Inconceivable. I'm going to pose another theory. Go for it. And my theory is that they've gotten so used to people having very short attention spans, they think in a couple of weeks or a couple of months they can say something totally different and they're going to believe it. And I will admit there are a certain amount of people who will. 
Yeah, of course. It's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's, well, it's well, going to become, like Adam Curry says, you know, uh, immunization as a service. Yeah. <laughs> They're taking a... Well, I guess Bill Gates had something to do with that since uh, <laughs> uh, updates as a service now. Operating yeah, systems as a be, service. It, it, well, you're going to get immunization on a subscription model. Yeah, they're they're using that uh, uh, infrastructure as a service cloud model in, yeah. in pharmaceuticals, which is crazy. Oh, boy. And that brings up another thing. I've, I've been seeing a lot of these uh, mental medications and online uh, therapy mm-hmm. that they're doing now where they ship the SSRIs and antidepressants straight to your door. Yeah. Well, we talked about that app um, a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. that essentially all you do is have a, like a Zoom call with somebody and you just start getting medications to your door. Yeah, this started when actually I was a teenager. Everybody started getting on antidepressants, and back then it was lithium and imipramine and mm-hmm. things like that. And the doctor would not diagnose you. The doctor would give you the pills and say, let's see what this does. Yeah. Which is kind of what they're doing with uh, mRNAs. But anyway, gene <laughs> therapy. <laughs> well, now they're killing animals. They're They're giving vaccinations to animals in zoos and some of the animals are just dying oh yeah look up the giraffes out there folks look yeah that one zoo had three giraffes die yeah drop dead yeah fun stuff man trust your government you are the test you're the test group yeah we're we're essentially beta testing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) the alpha test didn't go really well now hold on you said we're we're we are not. We as a society. We as a society. Yes. Well, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I don't consider myself as we as part of the society. Well, okay. I get you. I'm a little I'm a little uh, out of bounds for that. Uh, You're a little out of bounds for a lot of things. That's true, too. That's true, too. I don't deny it at all. So going along with what you just said, federal court temporarily stays OSHA employer vaccination mandate. The stay may only last a short time, but it does suggest that judges think the plaintiffs have serious case against the mandate. I wonder why. Huh. Probably because it's unconstitutional. You think maybe? Yeah. Today, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit issued a stay to the Occupational Health and Safety Administration's newly announced Emergency Temporary Standard Mandate the ETS COVID 19 vaccination or testing combined with masking in private workplaces controlled by employers with 100 or more employees. Uh, yeah, so let's look at this from a purely financial mm-hmm. point of view. If you lose 50 to 75% of your employees. What's going to happen to your company? It's going to tank. Yep. Nobody's going to be able to come to work. You're not going to get stuff done. You're not going to make those you might, widgets. You might be able to replace 15 to 20% depending on your company mm-hmm. at most. Not in this market, you won't. At most. Well, I'm just saying without without tanking the company, you could you could get to probably 15 per 20% mm-hmm. as long as you can get them replaced. Yeah. Um, any more than that, you're going to tank a company, period. But see, it's not only that. You know, when we go down the supply chain, if everybody else is doing the same thing, mm-hmm. 
it's going to have a domino effect and it's going to be yeah. exponential. So folks, we're already looking at a crappy Thanksgiving and a horrible Christmas uh, that you can't buy your kids these new toys or I don't know. Do they even use toys anymore? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe video I, that, games that, or uh, apps. I don't know. That uh, Amazon robot. That's going to be a big one. Oof. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> no. I, I got enough spy stuff in the house. I don't need one more. <laughs> you don't need somebody. You don't need somebody else's spy stuff in your house. That's right. Um, so you know, when we when we look down the supply chain and gas is becoming ridiculous. Uh-huh. And Biden's talking about shutting down another pipeline. Well, I just heard that uh, it's it's looking at uh, we're looking at four dollars a gallon soon. Yeah, this is insane, folks. This is insane. Yeah. I mean, we've passed the Jimmy Carter era. Well, you know, what's funny. I just saw a commercial the other day. Uh, one of the grocery store chains around here is called Harris Teeter. Mm-hmm. And you can save up to one dollar a gallon, you know, by using your points from, you know, their shopping card. I think it's like a thousand dollars spent you mean gets you a dollar off per mean, gallon. You mean their tracking card? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, a dollar off a gallon sounds great. That's still higher than what gas was a year ago. That's right. When we were energy independent. Yes. Well, did you see that? Lady? I, was, I was paying a dollar seventy nine a gallon. Did you see that lady at the press conference when they said? Well, is there any way we can become energy independent? And she started laughing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. They asked her about uh, increasing oil production rates in the United States. Yeah. She almost cackled. Yeah. It's a <laughs> and then, and, but I think she, she screwed up because after laughing, she said, oh, if only we could. But we did. No, if, uh, increase oil production rates in the United States. But, but we did. Well, we did. Uh-huh. And then we took it back. And then that was the first executive order that was signed on yes. the first day of the new presidency. Yes. Is to cancel all that. Let's get back under the thumb of OPEC, who has come out recently and said they're not going to increase oil production at all. No. So prices are going to keep going up. And they're talking about becoming carbon neutral, too. OPEC? Well, uh, the UAE. Okay, yeah. Well, one of the biggest producers in OPEC is Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a failed state anyway. Yeah. yeah, but it's government run. So, well, that tells you the government does not run anything well. No. It never has. It's not designed to. Well, the old saying that the government doesn't produce anything. No. No, it's, it's the government is a big cost center. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Well, well, the the whole thing with the the OSHA look, I I can't, I had this feeling before th- that they started doing this. If we can just push this back far enough as free people, mm-hmm. this is going to fail. Yeah, of course. I mean, they can't mandate this, but if they do, and I, they're trying to push, trying to push us just a little bit further. Mm-hmm. And trying to take a little more of our rights away and get Mm -hmm. us a little more conformist. Yeah. They want us compliant. Yes. Yes. Do what we say. We're big government. We're here to help. Yeah. (laughs) We're here to help you. So if you believe that, folks, and you're giving your freedoms away, oh, what's the use? I get to stay alive. Do you? (laughs) Live free or die. Maybe. Live free or die. That's it. What about you, Dean? Well, you know, in... I'm seeing a lot more pushback. 
towards these uh, mandates and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at some of that stuff uh, earlier. And one of the biggest ones is in Oklahoma. The newly appointed commander of the Oklahoma National Guard yeah. is defying the COVID-19 vaccine mandate from the Pentagon. Adjutant General Thomas Man- Mancino, who leads the Oklahoma National Guard, said members do not have to be vaccinated against the coronavirus, uh, which, you know, that directly contradicts a federal mandate from the Department of Defense announced in August. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said, or uh, is that there will be no negative administrative or legal action taken against members who opt out of receiving a COVID-19 vaccine, according to a memo he sent last week. Um, this is, this is big. Yeah. That's huge. Uh, you know, there are hundreds of thousands of service members that are not vaccinated. That's a lot. Yeah. Now, you know, you get a a full section of the, of them, you know, being the Oklahoma National Guard saying, no, we're not going to do it. That's, uh, that's, that's huge. So, uh, the Pentagon has said, um, you know, we are aware of the memo issued by the Oklahoma Adjutant General regarding COVID vaccination for guardsmen and the governor's letter requesting exemption. We will respond to the governor appropriately. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby told Axios in a statement. That said, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin believes that a vaccinated force is a more ready force. Oh, for what? That's why he has ordered mandatory vaccines for the total force, and that includes our National Guard, who contributes significantly to the national missions at home and abroad. Um, yeah, no. To what? Fall over from heart attacks? Uh, I don't know. It's 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 crazy. Um, I seem to remember something. It was it was a while back. It happened in Boston, and what it was was uh, this: the government was trying to put some unreasonable taxes on this commodity. Okay. And, um, so they went down to the ships and they threw all that commodity over the, over the sides and, uh, turned the whole water around there brown with a lot of caffeine. Huh? Oh, that was Boston Tea Party. That's right. That one. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't comply. That's kind of what this country was built on. I think. Well, you know, it's, well, think about it. That came from taxation without representation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the vaccine can be considered like a tax. It's mm-hmm. a mandate, and most would say without representation. Well, you know, our representation is supposed to be our, you know, representatives, and our senators and congressmen. Yeah. Right? Well, in Oklahoma, Senator Jim Inhofe, their top Republican on the Senate Armed Services Committee in Oklahoma Senator, said... At a time when our adversaries continue to increase their quantitative and qualitative advantage against our forces, we should seek to ensure that no policy, even unintentionally, hinders military readiness. And that's exactly what this does. Mm. Yeah, you know, we fought against tyranny before, and I think it's probably going to happen again. People aren't going to stand up for this when you start getting into their personal lives. Mm-hmm. and trying to control them with government mandates, this ain't going to fly. And we're seeing that all across the country. I was uh, reading about how so many people have walked off the job over the last month. Oh, yeah. 
just saying, screw it, yeah, we're done. It's, it's happening all over the place. And, and then you and get, well, we're you, talking professionals, everything from, you know, lawn care people up through doctors, lawyers, um, executives. Yeah. Well, they, they think that they're going to cause, cause us to be more compliant if they start taking things away. Well, there's a certain amount of the population who's going to get pissed off and go, this isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. This isn't worth it. Well, they're, they're, they're not going to go to desperation. They're going to go the other way. And I think there's going to be yeah. a lot of entrepreneurialism oh, yeah. happening because yep. of this. Well, they're trying to do to us what's happening in Australia, but they can't. No. They're trying we, really hard because in Australia, they just came out and said, if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to end up being very, very lonely and you won't be able to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. They're scaring people into getting this. In and of itself scares me to not get it. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the number. A record 4.4 million Americans quit their jobs in September. Hmm. And they're already talking now about the boomerangers, the people who are going to going to come back to their right, job, realize right. that they made a mistake. That's not going to happen. No, no. The boomerang effect is going to be corporations that say, look, okay, you don't have to get the jab. Come back to work, please. Mm-hmm. And that's going to cause a bit of a boomerang effect. Yes. I think a small percentage will have the one that they're talking about, which is I quit my job. Okay. I can't get another job. I'm going hungry. Please take me back. Yeah. I think that's going to be a very small percentage. Well, my backup plan has always been I can go back to welding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I could make uh, almost as much welding as Ooh. I do as a Ben. I go I could go back to doing body work on cars. Yeah. You so, know, it's it's well, I think the next step that's going to come out and this is just me my opinion projecting something is you're not going to be able to get unemployment without vaccination. Yeah, I think that's so what, people that will quit their job to not get vaccinated will also not be able to get unemployment. They're putting a lot of this infrastructure in place. Uh, there was recently I heard of a case where they wouldn't do a transplant at a hospital mm-hmm. unless you were vaccinated. So they would right. let the person die yes. before they took a shot. How crazy is that? It just makes no sense to me. Doctor in Texas who uh, defended ivermectin as a treatment and criticized vaccine mandates has now been suspended. Awesome. Uh, Houston Methodist Hospital suspended the privileges of Dr. Mary Bowden. Uh, She repeatedly on Twitter defended uh, ivermectin as COVID-19 treatment. And she's just the latest doctor to face disciplinary measures after going against the COVID-19 guidance backed by leading health officials. No, she's going against the narrative with facts and figures, knowledge that many of us don't have, and um, they suspended her for it. She told the truth, and they suspended her for it. That's, (laughs) well, I'll tell you what, uh, India can't be doing something too wrong because they're treating COVID with ivermectin. And they have yeah. less cases than we do, or less deaths. Yeah, yeah, they have 
almost half the number of deaths we have and they have almost three times the population we have and their population is much denser. That makes you wonder. Well, and then, you know, they're just, they keep pushing stuff. California and Colorado just came out and told healthcare providers to offer uh, the booster to all adults. CDC says only those people over 65 or have immunity issues. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. Those are the only people that are supposed to be getting boosters. Well, we got to drive that Pfizer stock up. Oh, well, I and mean, we were talking before the show. Scott Gottlieb, the medical guy, medical advice guy, doctor on uh, PMSNBC, I mean, uh, MSNBC. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself sometimes. But uh, he's the, the doctor on MSNBC giving all the advice. He's on the board of Pfizer. Yeah. Tell me there's not some incestual stuff going on. Can you say collusion? No. Uh, it's just... It, it, <sighs> Blowing my mind. The, um, well, you were going to talk about, I think, uh, President Joe Brandon's um, pick for FDA. Yeah, so Biden's pick for FDA chief works at Google. Isn't that funny? Huh. He advises health decisions within Alphabet on strategy. On strategy. Uh Uh-huh. President Biden has selected Robert Califf as his pick for the next head of the Food and Drug Administration, the White House announced today. wonder if some money changed hands there. Well, he was the director of the FDA, left, went to work for Google, and now they want him back. Mm. It's, like, it's like sending somebody for more education and then bringing them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just not the education we want in an FDA director. Exactly. Caliph is currently senior advisor for Verify Life Sciences and Google Health, two divisions of parent company of Alphabet. He was brought in in 2019 to lead the health strategy and policy for the groups. Caliph, a cardiologist, previously served as the FDA commissioner during the last year of the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. He also founded the Duke Clinical Research Institute, which runs clinical trials. Huh. So he did all that, and then he went to work for Google to learn how to master propaganda. And uh, now they're bringing him back. Yeah, but let me pose another thought to you. So Pose away. Uh, Google Health, smartwatches. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Your phone monitoring your health? Uh-huh. Where's all that data going? Google. Yeah. And who do you think probably manages that? Of course he does. Well, it's like the new uh, digital ID that they're they're trying to push, which is going to be an app on your phone that's going to have all your identif- identifying information, mm-hmm. like your passport information, your driver's license information, your vaccination information, your... Anything you'll ever need to prove it's you or to enter a building or anything like that is going to be in this app on a phone. So you won't need to carry a passport anymore. Yeah. You won't have to carry a driver's license anymore. Yeah, that sounds really cool. But it's also going to have your vaccine information. It could very possibly have all your health information, your criminal record, mm-hmm. your uh, social interactions your social credit score your social credit score yeah um i mean the government wants to take over the whole credit industry 
literally. And I'm not saying this as a as a conspiracy theory. Oh yeah, yeah. They want to take it. over your credit um, reporting. They want to get rid of the big three mm-hmm. and have the government do it. But it's not going to be just financial. It's also going to be a social credit score. Yeah, that's going to go along with whether or not you get a mortgage. Well, look, you a lot of places, especially financial institutions, you have to run a credit check. Right. Just to work there. Yeah. And a lot of the other companies have started doing that too. Mm-hmm. Not only background checks, credit checks, um, and even swimming around on old Facebook to see if you're partying mm-hmm. hard. Right. So the more that you put out there, the more that they're going to be able to use against you. And we, we talked about this before is this all carrot, all stick and no carrot. Yeah. So there's no upside. They're thinking that the upside is you get a job. Yeah. And it's just like the government, you know, the government's like, oh, you should feel privileged that we're doing what we do for you. And it's like, no, you should be privileged that you even have a job in government. Exactly. And it's the other way around. If you're a good employee, the company should be privileged to have you. It shouldn't be, you know, that you should feel privileged to work there. Right. Well, I mean, in government, you always hear people say our leaders, you know, the leader of the free world. Right. Our leaders, they are not our leaders. They are our representatives. Yes. They are to represent our desires and wishes. They're not to tell us what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, outside of actual laws, which actual laws that go through the legislative process, get voted on and get passed and not get vetoed, etc. You know, go back to Schoolhouse Rock. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. <laughs> you know, uh, I used to love those. Yeah. Matter of fact, when my uh, when my oldest son was a baby, I bought VHS tapes of all the Schoolhouse Rock videos. <laughs> but um, and now you can find them on Google. Yeah, maybe. And, uh, probably not. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, because uh, one of them is uh, the preamble to the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably don't. Google probably doesn't allow that anymore, not without a trigger warning anyway. Yeah, really? <laughs> Good Lord. Well, look, they, 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 can, they can try to subjugate us all they want, but we're still a free country. They can only do to you what you let them do to you. If you're letting a job stand in your way, my philosophy has always been I can find another job. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I can find another job. I can start a job. Yeah. Yeah. I can go back to work for myself. I've done it before. That's what I do now. You don't have a job. Go make you one. Yep. So it's all how much you want to put into it. And if you want to lay down and die, then that's what's going to happen to you. But Mm -hmm. you're in charge of your own destiny. You can do whatever you want to do. And so being sort of a renaissance man and knowing mm-hmm. a lot about a lot of things, mm-hmm. I can do a lot of things. Right. I've had a lot of experience doing different jobs. Yep. So I know I can go somewhere else and learn something else mm-hmm. and go do it. I can change gears. And unfortunately, there's a set of the population that went to school, got their master's degree in underwater basket weaving, mm-hmm. and they got a job because they had a master's degree, even though it was not in what they went right. to work for but they said oh i got a master's degree i'm worth mm-hmm. something <laughs> and they're a one-trick pony they learned their one thing and they're like yep. what am i gonna do now i can't i can't do this or that or the other and yeah okay or they're Tough just luck. not willing to do something else 
Well, and that that's it too. Yeah. And, and they were they were raised to be subjugated well, by the government. You know, Americans are born with almost an innate free spirit, mm-hmm. and I think all of us are as Americans born with that that free spirit. But most will wait until the government or whomever crosses a certain line, yeah. you know. If that ever happens, then I'm going to stand up and do something about it. Mm-hmm. The problem is that line is so deep that by the time the government steps over that line or your company steps over that line or whomever, you're so far gone that you won't be able to do anything about it. Right. I guess so. Uh, or you can look at it and you're so overwhelmed that you can't see the way out of it. Yeah. Pain is a good catalyst to change. It is. And so, hey, for those of you who have not changed in a long time, maybe it's time that you explore your options. Yeah. True change comes when the pain of holding on is greater than the fear of letting go. Well, I got something fun for us. Let's go. Let's get fun. It's a, maybe it'll be a new segment. We don't know. Okay. Where in the world is Kamala? (laughs) (laughs) So, I hadn't been hearing much about old Camel 2 lately. Um, she's supposed to be at the border figuring that out because, hey, there's still kids in cages. Well, she is the border czar. <laughs> you know, I had this conversation. And she hasn't even been there. I had this conversation with somebody not too long ago. Uh-huh. And uh, they were, when Trump was in office, they were like, they're putting kids in cages. And we got in this conversation and I said, you know, there's still kids in cages. And they said, mm-hmm. well, they're nicer cages. I'm like, no. What? Yes, I am not kidding. That was the comment. Okay, listen. To all you people that are listening, Obama put the kids in cages. Trump took the kids out of the cages. Biden put them back in the cages. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up for yourself. So absent Vice President Camel Toe Harris visit the visits France to reverse Trump's America first policy. Huh? What? Harris is in Paris for a four day visit to improve relations for a relationship with one of the U.S.'s key allies, France. Uh, I think that the reason why we've got such a bad rep with France is because we sold them nuclear missile or nuclear subs. Yeah. We sold the subs to Australia. Yeah. We sold the subs to Australia when France was trying to sell them diesel subs, yep. I think that's uh, kind of what it screwed up. But Yeah, we kind of undercut them with a backroom deal and didn't even let the French know that we were negotiating. Yeah. You know, it kind of came as a, a complete surprise. Yeah. And I'm thinking that uh, had something to do with it. Maybe. Do you hear France is, is building nuclear uh, power stations? Oh. <gasps> As Germany shuts down all their nuclear power stations. Well, they're just morons. Yeah, they really are. Uh, Yeah, when you're more interested in appeasing the critics than you are about your own country, uh, that just goes to show what's going to happen to you. I'm not sure. Germany is, I don't know, I think it's going to get scary here soon because they just had their elections not long ago. Mm -hmm. And they went far left. In a country that considered Angela Merkel... To be conservative. Yeah. And they voted in the far left party. 
look, the woke clan, and I said it, the woke clan, mm-hmm. you can't be woke enough. No. Well, no, because it's a woke is a game of one upsmanship. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you do something that's considered extremely woke. Well, everybody that you know now needs to do something to top that. Yeah. And once somebody does, then it's that one that has to be topped. And then the next one that has to be topped. You know, it's one thing to want to take down statues of Robert E. Lee. It's a whole nother thing to get upset and want to topple statues of Thomas Jefferson and Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. But that's what they're doing. They're changing the names of high schools that were Abraham Lincoln because he didn't do enough against slavery. Yeah. This is, this is, you know, it's, 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 it's going to continue to be one upsmanship until we hit a point where nothing is, is working anymore. It's total clown world. It is. And if you don't feel like reading the book, 1984, watch the movie. Uh, Yes. With William Hurt. And you'll, you'll, uh, you'll see some parallels. Yeah. One or two. Or, um, uh, Atlas Shrugged. Now it's a three movie series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little cheesy, but there, it's 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 pretty good, and it follows the book pretty well. Mm-hmm. The book is huge; uh, it's well over a thousand pages. And I know a lot of people don't like to read that much in one book. Check out the movies; they're from 2012, 2013, somewhere around there. So they're not like old. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, check it out. Atlas Shrugged, uh, and then you'll hear about Directive Ten Two Eighty Nine, and you'll go, "Oh shit." What do you think? Getting back on Kamala. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> There's been a lot of people there already, but um, 2024. Mm-hmm. Old booty gig is thinking about <laughs> running with her because you know Joe ain't going to make it. No. He's not going to cross no. the finish line. No. Nobody wants Kamala for the presidency. Not no. even the Democrats. They don't want him. They don't want her, him, her, what, yeah. him, whatever. Yeah. They don't want her. Hell no. The Democrats didn't want her in their own party. Oh, yeah. During the primaries. She was the worst performing one for the Democratic primaries. Oh, oh, Gabby stuffed her, man. <laughs> stuffed her. <laughs> like but, a turkey. But the, the thing is, is they're really trying to keep her on the down low. And mm-hmm. you're not, yeah. you know, you're not seeing her or hearing from her or anything that she's doing. Anytime that they do an interview with her, she's, she's like a do nothing. She's just right. like hanging out. Yeah. She's not doing anything. That's exactly what they want. Otherwise there's going to be a gaffe. She's going to do one of those weird cackle <laughs> laugh things. You know, when somebody asks her a really serious question and she doesn't know the answer. So she cackles. Yeah. They don't want that. Because they know, the Democratic National Convention knows if they put her in front of a camera enough, she is going to screw everything up. I'm just kind of wondering if if it is uh, Booty Gig and uh, Harris in 2024, who's on top? <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. You think Mayor Pete's the bottom? Is well, that what you're saying? Well, think, think about now, um, it. It would be, I think Harris would be the... Um, the president and booty gig be a uh, vice president. I don't know, man. I think that's, I think that's the way they'd run it. A gay man. But then again, and then a woman I of don't, color. I don't think Biden is going to last this whole term, mm-hmm. 
but he can't drop out of the office until at least January 20th of 2023. So just over a year. Mm-hmm. Because as long as he's as long as he's still in office at that point, one day later, he drops out. Uh, heals up Harris gets to run two more times Ooh. because she serves less than one half of the term. Mm-hmm. And as long as she serves less than one half of the term, she can run two more times. And the Democrats, I'm sh- I'm certain, think there's no way we could lose anymore. Because they, they honestly believe that society is coming around to all this woke bullshit, which is the opposite of what's happening. Right. Well. So, and then once she is president, she can appoint a vice president. That's crazy. And then that would be booty gig. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Well, it's not looking good there. Or maybe Ilan Omar. Whoa. <laughs> AOC. That'll be the time when I start looking at international living. Brian Williams ends his career of misrepresenting facts at NBC by spreading more informa- misinformation. <laughs> misrepresenting facts. Is that newspeak or woke speak for, for liar? lying? Liar. <laughs> liar. <laughs> NBC's Brian Williams wraps up his career at the network by taking a shot at OAN. However, Williams' hit piece is nothing more than a latest round of misinformation mm-hmm. that he's become so famous for. Brian Williams, uh, <laughs> <laughs> him and uh, the crew over at uh, CNN. Uh-huh. I, I mean, just so many lies that they've been busted on. Man, they double down on the stuff. They double down. Well, it's, I mean, it's been going on for years. Look at uh, Peter Jennings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, these networks make them disappear all of a sudden when they get caught with their, oh, yeah, get caught red handed and they get their payouts for their contracts. So, probably no skin off their nose to go ahead and retire a little bit early. No. But it, how, it, how they've all people, got multi millions. How do people even believe these anymore? Because of the spin. It's, it's, it's easy to spin the fact that he lied mm-hmm. into. Look, he was reporting what he thought was true. It might not have been true, but he thought it might be. So he was reporting it to save you, the viewer, the you know heartache and the violence that you would get from listening to other people. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're believing any of these MS, you know, M5M mainstream media. Well, think about how many people watch uh, Richard Maddow. I mean, uh, Rachel Rachel Maddow. (laughs) Let's see what you did there. (laughs) Uh, Catch that. Yeah. I mean, even even with CNN getting busted on the Joe Rogan thing that he was taking taking horse paste. I mean, my God. The guy got paid a hundred million dollars from Spotify, Mm -hmm. but yet he's going to Tractor Supply and buying a, a caulk gun tube full of ivermectin. Really? Well, yeah, but it, it saved him, you know, like 12 bucks. Yeah. This, when the, the pills of ivermectin are like three bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they don't want you to oh, know the tube, about it. The tube of horse paste probably costs more than the pills. Well, that's true. That's true. Well, I do get it. I mean, I do get it. It's, it's out of patent. And, mm-hmm. you know, with the Merck Mectum that they're coming out with, <laughs> yep. $700 a treatment, 
instead of, you know, $3 a treatment. Ivermectin. If, if you don't see that this is just a big money grab mm-hmm. by the biggest bank in the mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. which is the United States government, who can literally print more money than there are assets. They do. They are. If this were a bank or a financial institution, they would be shut down as insolvent. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like it's like writing a check from your own checking account for more than what you have in your checking account and then saying, no, 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 no. It's all there. Yeah, it's kiting a check. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Well, anyway, what do you got? I'm a little frustrated with uh, that. <laughs> that's, that's just a whole lot of fun. Uh, I did hear that, you know, you can order these blister packs of ivermectin, doxycycline, uh, zinc. Oh, you heard that somewhere? Yeah, I heard that somewhere. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, they, they all come from overseas. Mm-hmm. I've heard that, I've heard that uh, now... I'm hearing reports of now the U.S. Postal Service is stopping those. Really? Yes. Um, so the Postal Service, DHL, I know, um, now I don't know about FedEx or UPS, but I know the Postal Service and DHL are both stopping those uh, in transit at customs. And whatever you spent for those blister packs is just gone. Hmm. And then you'll get, you'll get a slip. In the in your mail that says, uh, "Hey, you ordered something that uh, we can't we cannot allow to be delivered to you." Awesome! Isn't it great? Awesome. Well, those are your freedoms getting taken away. Mm, yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to open your mail. It's federal uh, offense. Maybe they're uh, X-raying it. I don't know. Mm. Sniffing it. Sniffing it. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like ivermectin. <laughs> Smells like horses. <laughs> Smells like horses' ass. And now for tech news. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Well, <laughs> let, uh, since we're talking about how much we really trust the government mm-hmm. and how well they do things, uh-huh. the FBI's email system was hacked to send out fake cybersecurity warnings. Oh, no. The FBI? The FBI. The flaw in the FBI's website allowed hackers to use the FBI's legitimate email address. Oh, my God. Yeah, it must have been uh, password monkey123. <laughs> <laughs> Passwords. Password. Yeah, password one exclamation. Oh. Hackers targeted the Federal Bureau of Investigations email servers, sending out thousands of phony messages that say its recipients have become victims of a sophisticated chain attack. This was first reported by Bleeping Computer, which is a good source. Yeah. Yeah. Love Bleeping Computer. Man, they used to put out some awesome tools too. The emails were initially uncovered by the Spam Hoss Pro- Project, a nonprofit organization that investigates email spammers. The emails claim that Vinny Traola was behind the fake attacks and was also f- falsely state that Traola is associated with an infamous hacking group, the Dark Overlord. Oh my God. The same bad actors who leaked the fifth season of The Orange is the New Black don't care. No. In reality, 
Uh, Trioria is a prominent cybersecurity researcher who runs dark web security companies Nightlion and Shadowbite. Good, really? Oh, God. <laughs> Think of better names for your companies. I'm telling you. It's like being back in the 90s when chat rooms first started. Everybody had to have either one or one of two different types of names. One was like Demon Spawn 666. <laughs> and the other was Hot, Long, and Hard 69. Yeah. You know, and that was it. All, all usernames were one of those two things. Well, the email said ur- subject urgent threat actor and system, which, you know, well, that, that, well, yeah. that would get my attention. I would, for sure. I, would, I would look at it. As a cybersecurity person myself, mm-hmm. as noted by Bleeping Computer, the hackers managed to send out over 100,000 addresses, all of which were scraped from the American American Registry for Internet Numbers RN database. Okay. The hackers use the FBI's public-facing email system, making emails seem all the more legitimate. Cybersecurity researcher Kevin Beaumont also attests to the email's legitimate appearance, stating the headers are authenticated as it comes from FBI servers using domain key identifier DKIM process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. DMARC security. Right. Um. <laughs> Essentially, it says, yes, it came from where you think it came from. Yes. Yes. So it, it looked legitimate. So I say all that to say this. Say it. You people out there who trust the government, they can't even run their own crap. <laughs> they they can't even get it right themselves. No, no. And you guys are not you guys. Sorry, mm-hmm. I don't mean mm-hmm. to make blanket statements, but some people. Yes. They think the government has all the answers. And let me tell you folks, they don't have any of the answers. No. Well, that's why, you know, we've talked about Facebook and, and the uh, regulations that it says it wants to be regulated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and I have talked about it. That's because Facebook wants to write the regulations. Yeah. And that's because the government doesn't know technology. No. You know, the database uh, that was leaked a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. the government contractors database, mm-hmm. which I was on that database. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've done work for the government, too. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, I was on there and that got leaked and it was like, eh. Sorry, folks. Oops. Sorry, folks. Oopsie. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna take my laptop to a government official to get fixed. Like Hunter Biden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna work on my laptop. Yeah, Brian Krebs uh did a whole thing on it. And if you want to check that out, Krebs on Security is another excellent resource. Yeah, yeah. Brian isn't he does as- he does some good really good work. Yeah, he's a good researcher and provides a lot of that information for free out there, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's into it, man. And that's the guy you want. You want the guy who's into it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I don't know, once you start following this, you realize how insecure things really are. What people don't realize, there are always security holes. Always. Yeah. Um, nothing is 100% hack proof unless it's air gapped. No, no, you and you want but you want to you make can, sure you're not low hanging fruit. Right, you can mitigate most of that. Mm-hmm. You can mitigate almost all of it, 
Um, you can mitigate all known security vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. By uh, just it's, updating. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cost some money and it's going to cost some time. But for the typical home user, you know, as long as you have a good virus scanner and maybe a good malware scanner, you know, that are active. You're uh, doing automatic updates. Yes. It's going to take care of most of it. Yes. Make sure you're doing your updates. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is not the world of Windows ME. Most of the updates that come out are security patches. And for God's sakes, if you've got some of that abandonware Chinese cameras in your house, <laughs> get rid of them. Throw them in the trash. Yes. Because uh, <laughs> let me tell you, if they're not being updated, then they're vulnerable. Yes. They absolutely are. Also, if, you're, if you've got a Netgear router that's uh, been abandoned for a few years and mm-hmm. they haven't done an update on it in a couple of years, you need to get rid of that one too. Yes. So my personal network, and granted, I do security for a living, among other things. I have my network segmented into different VLANs, mm-hmm. and I have devices, the camera, the cameras, the chain guns, uh, the uh, vibration sensors out mm-hmm. in the fields. <laughs> I have those all running on a separate network than right. my home network. Yes, and I have that firewalled. Yes. It's uh, triple natted. Now, I'm not inviting anybody to try to hack into the bunker because, you know, take a lot. If, if you have enough time, you can hack anything. So please don't hack me. But, <laughs> you know, I run two security appliances. I run endpoint security. Mm-hmm. And I've got it as best as I can for a private citizen, an right. individual that can do this. Now... We're spending six hundred million on I don't know communities in need or mm-hmm. no 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 that's not what we're spending six hundred no six hundred billion sorry billion okay we're spending six hundred billion in this latest Biden infrastructure <laughs> uh-huh. we're spending six hundred billion to form a committee to find the needs of underserved communities right. Think about what I just said. I know. I, I'm, I'm the mental gymnastics that go through that. That money is not going to the communities in need. No, no. that money is going to track. It's going to research to research and track the people that are supposedly underserved. Right. It's not going to the people. It's going. It's identifying what are called underserved communities, mm-hmm. and then finding out if they're actually underserved. Yeah. And then finding where they're underserved, even if they find that, you know, they're not, they're going to find something because again, you'll find something if you look close enough. It's just like when I was in the army and we'd have inspection mm-hmm. and depending on who was doing the inspection, they're going to find something if they try hard enough. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like a home inspector. They're not right. doing their job unless they find something wrong. Yes, exactly. Or an auditor. Yes. They're not doing their jobs unless they find something. Right. And generally, it'll be a wording and a policy, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. But anyway. <laughs> I think now uh, in that in that infrastructure plan, that uh, underserved community thing, part of that is identifying highways that were built with the sole purpose of dividing uh, racial groups. Yeah, races or or poverty from privilege. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and what they're going to do about that, I have no idea. Well, uh, they have other, to, other than identifying it. They had to build the roads higher. 
Oh, that's right. Because yeah. of all the flooding that's coming from global warming. Yeah. So let's let's <laughs> raise the roads. Raise the roads, folks. Oh God. Well, you know, you you spoke about 1984, and we're talking about all this. You know, the um, thought police are 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 at it again. They've arrived with a trigger warning alarm that goes off at every offensive remark. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is not trigger warnings um, for offensive remarks on a a Twitter feed or a Facebook post. This is live in person, a lamp sized gadget that's going to attempt to manifest political correctness as an ideology into a product. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, trigger warnings have been built into a new device that uh, that's developed for classrooms and social gatherings. And that snowflakes. Will, that will sound an alarm when it detects effects, offensive language and jokes. <sighs> Branded the Themis. That's a weird name, Themis. As <laughs> uh, a device intended to be placed amid a debate setting and to emit a warning when it is triggered by the sound of banned banned language, racial terms, and comments about body image. So what you do is you unwrap it and then stick it into your rectum. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like this, you know, the sound of banned language, which, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, the Build Back Better plan. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it should be called Build Bands Better. Because that's what a lot of it's going to do. It's going to ban a lot of things, or at least attempt to. Dinner parties, family gatherings will be policed by this product. Now, uh, oh, and the designer said that the device could speak up for those at the table offended by certain topics of conversation and encourage self-critique in others. Speak up for them so they don't even have to complain anymore. They yeah. have something to complain for them. An alarm will go off. Okay. Letting you know that you said something wrong. Now, how long until this device will upload that data somewhere so that you can get a knock on the door saying, hey, you've been saying things you shouldn't be saying. (laughs) I can see it now. The thought police division of the FBI. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that's really wrong speak. And uh, you're going to jail or you need or you need to go get... uh, Re-educated. We're going to put you in a re-education camp mm-hmm. where we're going to teach you, you know, that there are six fingers on your hand. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, uh, precisely 1984 all over again. I don't know, man. We're <laughs> <laughs> on express elevator to hell. Going down. We are. Well, I got more meta bag. Go for it. Face verse. Uh-huh. Oh, well. Meta CTO thinks bad metaverse moderation could pose an existential threat. Uh Meta aims for quote unquote Disney safety, but probably won't reach it. Huh? (laughs) I don't know. Is Disney all that safe? Um, Um, I don't know. I've seen some videos. Yeah. An internal memo seen by the financial times, Bosworth, yeah, you can always trust somebody named Bosworth. <laughs> Apparently shared he wanted Meta Virtual Worlds to have an almost Disney level levels 
of safety, which means multiple levels. Uh-huh. Although spaces from third-party developers could have loser standards that than, sorry, than directly meta-built contact. Harassment or toxic behavior could pose an existential threat to the company's plans for an embodied future of the internet if it turned mainstream customers off VR. Hmm. They're going to shoot for Disney security and they're going to end up with Twin Peaks security. <laughs> I mean, how long is it going to take to put the virtual strip bar on there, really? It's going to be one of the first things that go in there. Yeah. Um, look, it, it's just like when the internet started. Well, no, let me back up. Okay. Let me back up. What we now know is the internet. The World Wide World Web. World Wide Web that uh, CERN put into production. Mm-hmm. What was was Al Gore? Yeah. Who built that first infrastructure? Al Gore. No. The very first infrastructure? Well, who? DARPA. Yeah, I know who who built that and then who built the World Wide Web. But the third phase, the Mm -hmm. infrastructure that caused all the traffic. What industry was that? Porn. There you go. There was uh, for a long time. For a long time, there were only two enterprises that actually made money on the internet. Mm-hmm. Porn and gambling. Yep. For a very long time. So what do you think is going to be the first third party to enter the metaverse? Porn. <laughs> <laughs> you are a winner. And what do you think Meta is going to do about that? Nothing. Exactly. They're not going to do a damn thing. You no, know because it's going to bring revenue. It's going to bring a ton of revenue. It's going to bring a lot of revenue, and it's going to bring a lot of... New users. New users and uh, demographic information. Okay, so you're raising a generation of cucks that don't leave the house. Right. And they're already just so stuck on their phones right now that they don't that they order everything on Amazon. They mm-hmm. have Uber Eats come to their house. If they actually have to go somewhere, they call an Uber and they drive them somewhere. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised they don't wear diapers so they don't have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> they uh, might. They may. They're not having children or relationships because they're in their house mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, that's going to be the first thing that's going to go on this meta. I I, uh, read a report a few months ago where a lot of people are waiting to age 25 to get a driver's license. That's ridiculous. It's crazy. I couldn't get a driver's license fast enough. No. I mean, immediately, as soon as I could, I got it. I wanted out of my parents' house, not to stay in it. No. (laughs) We, We weren't friends. I left home 11 days after my 18th birthday. I left home at 15. Oh, yeah. Uh, you couldn't get me out of there fast enough, son. You're a trailblazer. I wanted out. And, you know, it's because my parents were being parents. Yeah. That's why I wanted out. Yeah. They, they weren't were be- being my buddy. No, they were being parents and you didn't like it. Yeah. So I wanted to go do my own thing, and mm-hmm. that's what I did. I blazed a trail out of there, man. Got a job. Did what I was supposed to do. Finished mm-hmm. my education. la dee da And here I am today. Yep. That's it. And don't get me wrong. I like to play video games. I have a Quest 2, not a Meta 2. I've right. got a Quest 2. <laughs> and I do too. And I play on that. If I got the chance to play on it, I mean, you know, in the last 
couple of months, I've probably had about 30, 45 minutes on it, yeah. maybe. But now, I will say I've been uh, playing a little more in the last couple of weeks uh, with yeah, my you, Quest 2. Yeah, on you that, got hooked up on Lone, Lone Echo. Echo. <laughs> that, is, that is the wildest virtual reality game I've ever se- I've seen. Yeah, if you've never if you've never tried it, give it a try. Lone Echo is probably in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, one of the best VR games that they've come out with. And you don't far. need to you don't need a lot of room to move around and stuff. I I play in an office chair that swivels. Yeah, yeah. I I usually do the seated position on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take that wherever you want. Uh, but, uh, no, thank you. Speaking of porn. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, it's Ready Player One. That, that's where they're getting us. Mm-hmm. If we, okay, so if the internet shut down right now, mm-hmm. it would be a national emergency. Yeah, it would be. They would consider that vital infrastructure. Yes. I know I'd be okay. Yeah, Even I'd though I'm, right. I'm highly technical and Mm -hmm. the internet is a valuable tool in my Mm -hmm. life for many many things but i lived before the internet too yeah and i know that i can get by just fine without it yep not that i'm swearing it off like i'm a luddite or anything like that but i use it responsibly i mean i need it for the work that i do yeah i mean i can get a different job i've had other jobs that did not require you know any technology Mm -hmm. but Outside of that, I'd be fine. Yeah. Well, once they get us all strapped in with the metaverse, mm-hmm. it's God. It just it just amazes me. This is the guy who Zuck mm-hmm. with all the algorithms that have made some people's lives a living hell, and yep. I would say maybe directly linked to suicide. I was gonna say definitely contributed to suicides. Definitely. Yeah. And you guys are going to trust this guy to jack you in all the time? Yeah. Eh, no thanks. It's, it's, it's essentially going to be the Matrix, but knowing that you're in the Matrix. Yeah. And wanting to be in the Matrix. The, the, this is going to be the new World Wide Web. Okay, that's, yeah. that's how I see it. It's going to be the new World Wide Web. What's going to branch off of it? And that's what... You've got to look at what is going to branch off of it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be all types of like like the article says. It's going to be third party applications, mm-hmm. and and I can see how this gets passed off. They're going to say we're not responsible for it because it's third party content. Yep, and they are independent, and they're going to pass it off. Yep, and they're going to be hands off as long as it's making money. Yeah, of course. If it causes them too much trouble, they'll shut it down. Yep. But then, once this becomes popular, there'll be an open source version of it. An open source version of third-party applications or the metaverse itself? The metaverse itself. Hmm. Because anybody who's ever tried to commoditize the internet mm-hmm. directly has failed miserably. Well, I mean, if, if they really want to do the metaverse mm-hmm. and do it correctly, it needs to be federated. Yeah. Which means, you know, small meta galaxies for lack of a better <laughs> word you know inside of a metaverse where you can go from one to another but each is managed by a completely different group yeah by a different set of rules right but you know you can communicate and you can go back and forth between many of them from your one account yeah you want to go into the metaverse red light district there yeah. you go you want to go into the metaverse nerfed 
area. Mm -hmm. There you go. If you want to go into the snowflake area where nothing offends you. The metaphor safe space. (laughs) You can go there. (laughs) The first two things that will be invented in the metaverse, strip clubs and safe spaces. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a real fall. And then there will be gambling houses. Yeah. Casinos. Well, that's all I got on Zuck this this episode. What do you got? Right. You know, I purposely did not get anything on the Zuck. What? Because we talk about him a lot. And last week, I got a little pissy. Yeah. Um, I don't even think it was on the Zuck, but still. I got something on the whiny bastard. Bezos. Yeah. Mr. Penis Rocket. Get out of my vagina. That's him. Sorry, I just want to do that. No, that's good. I like it. Measure. <laughs> I like it. Um, Jeff Bezos makes out there prediction about humanity's future. Billionaire Jeff Bezos doesn't didn't uh, doesn't see us lasting much longer on Earth. He was speaking at the Ignatius Forum in Washington D.C. this week. He said that uh, his vision for humanity is headed uh, to outer space. Now, you know, there's, that's been talked since probably before I was a kid. I remember being a kid, you know, watching Buck Rogers and, and space shows from back then. Well, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, well, he says, he says um, that the Earth might one day become a vacation destination, just like our national parks. All manufacturing would be in outer space, with workers permitted occasional visits to the surface. Yes, humans will be born in space and then visit the way you visit Yellowstone National Park. So he's dreaming of these floating space cities that he says will contain rivers and forests and wildlife. He says over centuries, many people will be born in space. It will be their first home. They will be born on these colonies, live on these colonies. Then they'll visit Earth the way you would visit, you know, Yellowstone National Park. He's been watching too much of his own show, so he's got The Expanse, and that's the whole thing about The Expanse. Yeah. Well, what it is is he's, he's trying to take a dig at Elon Musk, mm-hmm. who his uh, Musk's prediction has been that we'll colonize Mars and other planets, and Bezos wants to say, no, we'll build these colonies in space that will float around. God, that guy's a sore loser. He really is. He is a whiny, whiny bastard. Yes. You know what? We need to come up with a good clip just for him. Yeah, I'll have to find a baby clip for him. (laughs) Oh, good old Bezos. But, you know, speaking of him, um, kind of, more speaking about Elon, Mm -hmm. uh, SpaceX launched 53 more stour like satellites for their internet constellation. Now I wonder why 53 because they've been launching 60 consistently. Right. I guess these new version of the satellites, uh, they're putting lasers on them so they can do point to point communication between the satellites mm-hmm. as a mesh, which is right. uh, fairly ingenious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's the satellite version 2.0. That's right. actually Starlink 2.0. Oh, okay. It's with the laser mesh. Okay. Uh, I wonder if it's that and that the the satellites have to be a little larger. Now, the, the ones that they've launched here recently are base station to, to Earth. But uh, when they move to laser-based mesh, then they can cover areas of the ocean where there's no base stations. Right. Pretty good idea. Yeah, it and really it, is. And then plus it'll do, you know, path of least resistance too. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, they don't say anything about why it's only 58 and not 60. 
but it says that they've launched they've now launched 1844 Starlinks since uh, the first two prototypes were sent up in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, London-based OneWeb has launched 358 satellites <laughs> for their planned feat of 648. Where while multiple other companies, including dun, 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 Amazon, Blue Origin, are planning networks of many thousands more. Mm-hmm. And just at what point are we going to oversaturate low Earth orbit? We're going to darken the sky. <laughs> you know, um, it's going to be like the Matrix. They fried the sky. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to they're not going to be able to shoot up any rockets because they'll hit things. Yeah. Well, did you hear that the International Space Station had to change uh, orbit, had to change, had to change course because of Chinese space junk that was up there? Yeah. Well, they've been blowing up a lot of their own satellites. Well, yeah. And it's it's. What they like to do, the Chinese, is get one of their satellites close to one of our military satellites. And then blow it up. And then blow it up. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, that's I guess that's how it works. They're going to be laughing at us from their moon base because we're too worried about what words we're saying instead of worrying about our defense force in space. Yeah, they're not worried about it because they're getting rid of all their girly guns. Yeah. Their sissy pants. And their kids can't play video games for more than an hour a week. Yeah. So, I don't know. Sounds like, uh, I mean, I don't believe in taking away people's freedoms, but it sounds like uh, their course of action is going to do a lot better than ours. I, I agree. Well, and too many parents want to be friends with their kids. Mm-hmm. Don't want to be parents. You know, it's like we were talking about before with you. More parents that want to be friends with their kids don't teach their kids how to be adults. No, they don't want to. They want them to be their friends, so they don't want to say anything that'll piss their kids off. Right. And if their kid does something wrong, it's, okay, come here and let's talk about that. This is what's, I'm not saying beat your kids. Don't get me (laughs) wrong. There has to be a parent in the situation. Look, I never got any corporal punishment that I didn't deserve. Well, yeah, me too. (laughs) Me too. So uh, every every, uh, whooping I got was well-deserved. I did something that I wasn't supposed to do. And that's part of testing limits as a child. Yeah. But but then you have to learn that there are consequences for your actions. And if you live a consequenceless life, mm-hmm. you're a generation of assholes. Well, that's the participation trophy generation. Yeah, the Zoomers. Yeah. So they're going to be... The okay, next, Zoomer. They're going to be a big generation of assholes. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the asshole who drives down the turn lane to cut in at the last moment to go through. While, while pointing their finger at everybody else for being entitled. Exactly. <laughs> all right. You got anything else, Dean? Oh, no, I, that's about all I got. I think that's it for me this week too. So, uh, thanks everybody for joining in this week. Uh, we'll have a little shorter show for, uh, what's your buddy's name? Greg. Yeah. <laughs> so Greg, this one's for you. A short show. <laughs> uh, anyway, you can contact me at Scott at techtools.net. That's Scott at T E K T O O L Z dot net. And Dean, where and you at? You can find me at Dean at techtools.net, T E K T O O L Z dot net. Or just go to our website, techtools.net. Ready? T E K T O O L Z dot net. Uh, while you're there, check it out and hit the. Uh, the button on there to become a producer 
and send us what you got. Send us a donation. If you get any value out of this at all, put a dollar figure on it and send it on. All right. Thanks, guys. And we'll... Brandon, but we all know what the saying means.